You're listening to SB Nation Radio. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Kevin Green. Tony Dungy. The late Dick Stanton. Eddie D. Bartolo. The late Ken Stabler. Marvin Harris. Orlando Pace. The gunslinger Brett Barr. This is your Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 2016. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. And onto the field comes number 12. Tom Brady's 17th NFL season begins here in Cleveland in week five, and that's a new record of tenure with the Patriots. Steve Grogan put in 16 years. Tom's 17th, uh, more delayed than he would have liked. Yes, Tom Brady is back, and so are we. Not more delayed than we'd like, but we're back. It's another edition of the Talk of Fame Network, and we're coming to you from the Renai studio. And while we don't have Tom Brady with us today, we do have his Boswell. Our goose is that Bobo. That would be Ron Borges to tell us what we should expect from Tom and the Patriots the rest of the way. But before we do, guys, you hear that music? That's not very fun, Ron. Derek and I thought we should cut it up for both of you to convey our sincere and Derek Wright heartfelt condolences for just happened. Goose to your Rangers and Ron to your Red Sox. Sorry, guys. Painful. Didn't we play that a week ago for the Yankees? <laughs> we yeah. played it two months ago for the Yankees. Right, they can't spell playoffs, <laughs> those guys. But, uh, yeah, it was tough. It was tough. Uh, tough night, a lot of pillows thrown at the TV, but uh, what do you got to do? Uh, look, <laughs> they, they wait came from worst. season starts. <laughs> exactly. They came from worst to first and, uh, you know, managed to get in the playoffs, made the summer interesting, and uh, then as soon as the fall came, uh, the Leafs the Leafs came and they left. Yeah, well, unfortunately, Toronto and the Leafs come, fans will leave. Um, anyway, it's wait until next year uh, in both places uh, for Ron and Rick, but, but not here, not in the Renai studio where today... We have Hall of Fame candidate Brian Dawkins, who's on the ballot for the first time as a candidate for the class of 2017. We also have former tight end Jimmy Giles, who is in the Tampa Bay Bucks Hall of Fame, but who is not on the ballot as we continue our Outsider Series. Guys left off the list for the class of 2017. We also have Ron Borges' former colleague, B. Michael Holly, radio and TV personality. That sounds like you, Ron, radio and TV yeah. personality. Not who's authored a book. Yeah, he's authored a book. You know what? I saw it in a bookstore today. It's entitled Belichick and Brady, Two Men. Did you buy it? He doesn't care that you saw it. Did you buy it? Did you <laughs> No, I'm waiting 20, for him Twenty five ninety five. or whatever. <laughs> no, I can't afford that. You know, I don't make the big bucks like you do, Ron. Um, but his book is entitled Belichick and Brady, Two Men, The Patriots, and How They Revolutionized Football. Boy, Goose, you know with that title? <laughs> I'm surprised Ron didn't write it. Ron, you didn't write that, did you? <laughs> I didn't. Nobody asked. I would have been happy to start typing immediately, but no one asked. Stunner. <laughs> well, uh, that's the perfect segue into that number 12 who came back last week, and that'd be Tom Brady, uh, who had an outstanding game in his return. Um, 406 yards, three touchdowns, uh, and he came back from a four-week suspension. And, yeah, you know, I, I understand. It was the Browns, Cleveland. Ron, you were there. But he, he was also as sharp as Jim Fossil, who was on the show last week, told us he would be a week ago. And, Ron, I guess it's a simple question. You're surprised. I mean, the guy was off for four weeks, didn't practice with the team, wasn't around the team. And what does it signal for the next 11 games if he was that good 
now, after four weeks off, what happens after the next 11 games? Well, I mean, I can't say I was surprised. Look, he's played 17 years, so, I mean, it's not like he didn't know what he was doing. Uh, and, you know, he had a lot of the familiar weapons there and some not so familiar who he used very well. Uh, you know, he's 14 for his first 16 for over 200 yards in his first two of three touchdown passes. And uh, actually, I talked to him after the game because I thought he uh, sort of faded a little bit for a while after that. And then after halftime, came back and was really sharp at the start of the second half and took him down another score and he agreed with me that uh, uh, that was one of the difficulties of uh, you know maintaining that focus through the full four four quarters when you haven't played for for a month and, and uh, so we thought there were a few reads and things that as the game progressed he missed um, I think that uh, look what it says to me is that uh, until further notice he's still the best quarterback in the uh, in the league and he's gonna have to be dealt with and dealt with uh, severely if you're going to beat him having said that, it was the Cleveland Browns, who have yeah. got to be the most odorous collection of football untalented people ever put together in the history of mankind. <laughs> they stink. Have you seen God. the Miami Dolphins? Apparently, I don't not. care. I did, actually, I did see the Miami Dolphins. They look like the '46 Eagles. Compared to them. <laughs> they stink. Oh, hey, Clark, was that Clark? Was that Ron or was that Hillary Clinton? <laughs> oh. oh. Wow. Wow. Oh, my Lord. Just, uh, I'm telling you, I went outside and looked at the Jimmy Brown statue, beautiful statue they have out there, the great yeah. Jim Brown, the greatest player who ever lived. That had more mobility than any of their defensive backs. <laughs> but wait a minute. The greatest player who ever lived was inside the state. That's the number 12, okay? Uh, no, wrong. <laughs> Ron, you <laughs> said he's a you pretty talk- good quarterback. Yeah, you talked to him about it. He faded a little bit. I'll tell you what, I'd like to fade like that. 406 yards, three times. I'd like to fade like that. Yeah, well, hey, look, I, but, he, but you know, he did. I mean, he was really hot to start. Then he had, you know, a, a number of series there where nothing happened, and he threw some bad balls, which he admits, uh, admitted, and uh, nearly had two pick sixes in the second half. DeMarco Davis fortunately catches like their receivers, which is to say not at all, except for Terrell Pryor. Uh, otherwise, he would have had two touchdowns himself. But overall, hey. look, it was tremendous Hey, Ron, memo, memo to Clark, you've been fading for several years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, sadly. Oh, Sad oh, but thanks. true. Thanks. <laughs> hey, uh, Goose, uh, before I do fade away here, let me mention that uh, Tom Brady is, is 39, which is the same age as Peyton Manning was a year ago. But uh, he says he feels like, Ron, you can confirm this, he feels like he's, what, 29? Feels like he's 29? Well, That's yeah, well, I don't know what he was feeling like when he was 29. But, uh, yeah, I don't either, uh, but... Um, so at what point do we be, begin to see sort of diminishing returns with Tom Brady? I mean, is there a tipping point with this guy? At some point, well, there's got to be, right? Let me predict he won't see it coming. None of them do. Just one day, just like Manning, last fall, he'll wake up, and it won't be there. Now, I expect him to play well this season, but every hit he takes will be more painful than the hit he took 10 years ago. So, you know, we all thought Manning could play into his 40s. He didn't. Well, he just took a big hit from Roger Goodell. Oh, that one. Hey, uh, of course... Um, Tom Brady's Actually, it was not a small only... hit when you really think about it. So you well, get I... to go hang out in Italy for a little while. And you're... Yeah, with Giselle. Or Natural, the way All you do it in Connecticut. Yeah, oh, there you go. Yeah, I see you in the backyard. Oh, what an image. Hey, get me the towel, guys. Would you bring me a towel here? <laughs> hey, um, uh, Tom Brady, of course, not the only quarterback in the news. Thanks for that towel. Uh, Goose, you have a good one in Dallas. And I'm not talking about Tony Romo. I'm talking about, yeah, Dak Prescott. He's 4-1 and one as a starter. And he's playing so well that Pro Football Focus looked this up last weekend. Had him as, as its top-rated quarterback for last week. And I know we talked about this a week ago, Goose, but, I mean, with each week, I think it probably has to be addressed. Isn't this a quarterback controversy waiting to happen to Dallas? I mean, when Romo, Romo comes back, 
What's going to happen? Because with each win, it seems like there's momentum building for Dak Prescott. Yeah, outside of the building, yes. Inside of the building, no. You know, both Jerry and Stephen Jones told me last weekend when Romo's ready, he's back on the field. You know, the Cowboys have him on the books for at least $20 million each of the next three seasons after this one. The Jones make, make, they make good financial decisions, but not necessarily good football decisions. Well, Goose, I, I understand that. But how do you argue with the numbers? And I'm not talking about the financial numbers. I'm talking about uh, the numbers he's putting up on the field. Or how do you argue with the court of public opinion? Or even maybe a, a locker room that may prefer him over Romo. Well, I, I think it's short-sighted on the part of the Jones family. I, I think you have to at least consider the possibility of playing the hot hand. You know, Prescott has not thrown interceptions in his first five NFL games. Tony Romo has never gone five consecutive games without a pick in his 10-year starting career. Prescott went 18 quarters to start his career without committing a turnover. Romo's never gone more than 17. Prescott has rushed three touchdowns in his first five games. Romo has five career touchdowns in 10 years. So this kid, you got to give this kid a chance to win something, but they won't. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Dr. Data. Wow. Got the oh, info, Goose. Coming with the numbers right off the bat. Yeah. Wow. Boom. Hey, Ron, you, it's like, playing, been... it's like being in there with a Rex Ryan defense. Coming with the numbers. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ron, you've been through this before. Um, yeah. And I think back to 2001, you know, when Drew Bledsoe, friend of the show, was hurt. Uh, he didn't get back on the field again, at least not as a starter, because there was some guy named uh, Brady who stepped in. Yeah. But yeah. what lessons can be learned from that experience that maybe are applied here or could be applied here? Well, I deal with this a bit in the bogus segment uh, a little later in the show, but I, I think that uh, you're right. There are issues they're going to have to deal with, and, and, and Goose uh, brings up a point with management can support Tony Romo all they want. And I can tell you right now, having gone through it, that locker room is already split. You've got the old wittens of the world who are going to want Tony Romo, and these young kids who don't know Tony Romo from uh, Tony Romo's pizza uh, are going to be sitting there saying, <laughs> This dude's winning every game, man. What are we doing? And if they don't think they're going to have to deal with that, uh, they are sadly mistaken, and it would be typical of how they run things down there. Sadly Goose man, quick one. Quick. What would you do when Romo's cleared? What would you do? Oh, what would I do? I'd keep yeah. Prescott on the field. What would they do? They're going to play Romo. Okay. Well, we don't have Prescott, Brady, or Jerry Jones with us, but we do have Michael Hawley, author of the new book, Brady Belichick, and he's going to sit down with us right after this. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. The Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. Welcome to Geico's Motorcycle Meanderings. Oh, man, this is great. I sure saved a lot of money by switching to Geico. I scored some big savings, and now I can use their mobile app 24-7 for all sorts of stuff. Life just makes sense now. What doesn't make sense is if a highway splits, it's a fork in the road then wouldn't the long straight stretch be a knife in the road? And then, wouldn't a cul-de-sac be a spoon in the road? What would a spork be? Geico Motorcycle. Savings that make sense. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. 
Do you owe the IRS more than $10,000 in personal or business taxes and you can't afford to pay? You have the right to tax representation. Has the IRS threatened to shut down your business, freeze your bank accounts, take your home, your cars, or garnish your wages? You may qualify for special programs to stop this process. Get tax representation. Call the Tax Help Hotline at 800-295-1152. That's 800-295-1152. Within 24 hours, the threats will stop. Just call 800-295-1152. If you like painting and saving, ask Sherwin-Williams and save 40% on paints and stains during our four-day super sale, October 14th through the 17th. With 40% off our exceptional paints and stains, you can give your whole home a color makeover. But hurry, these savings are so super, they won't be around for long. Find your nearest store at sherwinwilliams.com sale. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Recently, mortgage rates have dropped to the second lowest level in history. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is all the way down to 3.5%, APR 3.57%. It's a great time to refinance with Quicken Loans and save hundreds every month. So lock in this ultra-low rate before it goes back up. Call 800-QUICKEN. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. AnimalSConsumerAccess.org, number 3030. This is your brain on drugs. Any questions? Um, yeah, I have questions. Prescription drugs aren't as bad as street drugs, right? Weed's legal, isn't it? Drinking is worse than smoking weed. Isn't it? Why is heroin so addictive? Molly just makes you feel happy. I have questions. Mom? Dad, did you ever try drugs? They're going to ask. Be ready. Go to drugfree.org. A message from Partnership for Drug-Free Kids. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. You play to win the game. Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com, and you probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Our next guest is what Ron calls the Bard of Boston Sports. Ron, I thought that was you. No, no, no. I'm the Beard of Boston Sports. (laughs) Get those confused. (laughs) Michael Holly has written seven books, seven on Boston sports teams. He's working on an eighth on the career of David Ortiz. His latest, Belichick and Brady, two men, the Patriots and How They Revolutionized Pro Football has just been published. In fact, I saw it in a bookstore today, featured front and center. And it centers on how these two changed pro football in the salary cap era. A reformed journalist who got smart, he wrote for the Boston Globe for 10 years. Mike is the author of the New York Times' bestsellers, Patriots Reign, War Room, and Never Get Up with Teddy Bruschi, as well as Red Sox Rule and Into the Green. In his spare time, he co-hosts a popular afternoon drive radio show <laughs> daily on WEEI in Boston. And Mike, welcome to the show. And sorry to tell you, but this just in, the Red Sox don't rule. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, it's good to be on with you guys. And seriously, I'm not, I'm not just pumping you up. But you got three of the smartest football guys in America right here. Uh, and I've been followers of you. I don't want to make you guys feel old, but I've been following you guys since I was a teenager. So uh, wow. it, it's good to it's good to be on with all of you. 
<laughs> you must only be 19 or 20 now. <laughs> uh, yeah, somewhere there. Yeah, 22. 22. <laughs> there you go. You know, I was looking down your list of books. I'm wondering how you missed the Bruins. You know, that's a, it's the only team you missed. You got to get out there and do Tuka Rath story or something, you know. But, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll let my co-host to... do that one. I'll let Carl <laughs> do that or, or, you know, go old school like, like, like Clark Booth do it or somebody else who's absolutely qualified to do it. But, you know, that is uh, – <laughs> Not my lane. <laughs> well, one of the uh, things, uh, there were a lot of interesting insights I thought you had in the in, in the book, uh, but one I found uh, pretty thought-provoking was uh, a position that you took on uh, Brady's success. And as you put it uh, uh, in your book, quoting from it, the, the nature of the game, uh, that he understands the nature of the game from its brutality on the field to its corporate warriors in New York, always prepared for legal combat in the name of defending the shield. And then you went on to say that uh, you felt the, the genesis of winning is an understanding of how things and people work, and that is one of uh, Tom Brady's overlooked skills. I wonder if you can explain that a little bit, because I, th- I thought that was a very interesting uh, look at Tom. Yeah, I mean, you, you think about it, Ron. I mean, you've covered a guy his entire career. Uh, you, all of you guys have talked to him over the years. And it, it's just amazing all the things he's able to deal with and still perform at a high level. Like he's a he's a guy who can connect with a, a range of personalities. Uh, if you listen to him talk about his good friends, if you just if you guys just follow that quote from Tom Brady, the people he has described as good friends or one of his best friends, you have a list of about a thousand people. <laughs> so he really he really just uh, you know he said lawyer Malloy is one of his best friends. Deion Brant is one of his best friends. Wes Welker is one of his best friends. Willie McGinnis. What do those guys all have in common? They have all been uh, either traded, released, uh, dismissed by Bill Belichick. And yet, Tom Brady continues to go into that facility on a weekly basis, on a yearly basis, and allows himself to be coached when he could easily divide the locker room if he wanted. He could politic if he wanted. Uh, he could demand a new contract. He'd do whatever he wanted, and he does it. So I, I think he's just a rare bird. Michael, what makes the Belichick-Brady relationship work? Is, is it personal or is it arms-length professional? Yeah, it, it, I think the latter. Uh, they're not golfing buddies. They're not drinking buddies. <laughs> uh, it, it's just a, it's a coach. It's a consummate coach-player relationship. I think it has to be that way for both guys. I mean, for Belichick, it, it would go against everything he claims to value as a coach if he treats Tom Brady like a sacred cow. Um, and then for Brady, it would undermine his leadership if, if Belichick spares him that unvarnished analysis that Belichick gives to everybody. And, and guys talk about in the book, you know, Ron, sound like you really uh, got into it where uh, you probably yeah. saw where Roosevelt Colvin said, you know, I just got tired. I got tired of Bill. You know, right. I started to, I, I just started to tune him out. And so it, it's difficult for guys who have played for him for a long time just to, to deal with it. I mean, he's very demanding. He, he uh, doesn't back down. He coaches the players hard. He coaches the coaches hard. And so you've got to be able to deal with that. And uh, I think Tom Brady is brilliant at it. Hey, Mike, you sure that was Roosevelt Colvin who said that, not Ron? <laughs> yeah, I tuned him out myself, I must say. So what well, are you going to do? I, you know, I, I should have said Colvin said in 2016. I think Borden said in like 01 or 02. <laughs> yeah, about a week after right. I met him, actually. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're speaking with author, talk show host, TV personnel, you name it, Michael Holly in the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us at talkoffamenetwork.com as well as on Twitter at, at talkoffamenet. And, Michael, 
Uh, you say Brady and Belichick revolutionized the game. Could you explain that one, too? Uh, I mean, how so did they revolutionize the game? Yeah, I would say it just comes down to the winning, uh, the, the winning in the cap era. I mean, you look at uh, some other franchises, some other organizations over the years, Lombardi Packers won a ton before the Super Bowl era. I'm not telling you guys anything you don't, you don't know already. You know, Landry with the 20 consecutive winning seasons, Chuck Noll, four championships in six years, the 49ers, a great run from like 81 to 98. But uh, at, at the back end of that run, that's when they got uh, the cap. But in the cap era, the way the thing is designed, you're not supposed to be able to do this not supposed to be able to win this consistently. You're not supposed to be able to manage the cap uh, this excellently and this consistently. So I think it's just the, re- the the revolution is doing it in this era and doing it for so long. Well, you know, Michael, you know me a long time, and, 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 you know, I'm much more of a player's guy than a coach's guy, not to diminish the value of coaches. But, you know, the eternal question always is who's who is the more valuable, the player or the coach? And the history of great coaches in the NFL going back to George Hallis uh, through Lombardi and Bill Walsh, as you mentioned, and, and on and on, is once the great quarterback is gone, the genius of the coach is gone. Mike Shanahan being the latest example. When he had John Elway, he was a genius. Uh, after that, not so smart. What about in this case? Who was the more valuable or is the more valuable of the two? Well, I'm going to answer that, but, uh, but I am going to steal from you guys. I'm letting you know that I'm stealing up front. <laughs> They have all these minds together, so I am going to uh, draw on your wisdom. And I'll just say the only guy I can think of, and maybe you guys can think of somebody else, only guy I can think of who has won at a high level uh, without a great quarterback is Joe Gibbs. Yeah, I right? think that's pretty yeah. right. I mean, right. you could argue Parcells, although Sims was pretty good. But you yeah, Sims, yeah Sims, is better than, yeah, Sims is better than Theismann, better than Doug Williams, and better than Rippon. Right. So I, I mean, and, and the reason I ask, and the reason I say that is like I just I can't think of a championship level coach who has done it without Hall of Fame talent. Even with Gibbs, yeah, he didn't have Hall of Fame quarterback, but he had Hall of Fame talent uh, on his roster. So I think it's hard to to do it as a coach without the player. I think uh, we have many great players who haven't done anything wrong. They practice well. Uh, they study. They're good teammates. But if, if you don't have a championship organization around you, you can't succeed. I mean, ask Dan Marino that question. Did he do anything wrong? No. He got Don Shula at the end. Uh, Don Shula started his draft, started to fall off. It's just hard, man. I, I just don't think you can you, – you separate those guys and, and neither one of – not, there's not a book on either one of them. That's my opinion. <laughs> hey, Mike, you know, I tell you what's hard. It's hard to say goodbye to you, but unfortunately we're going to have to. We're out of time. But no, thanks, no, I'm, don't go. We gotta bring you, you back. This was, yeah, this we was should. Good. No. Thanks for joining us. Go take a nap. Hey, Thanks, Michael. Time, guys. Appreciate Thanks, it. All right. Talk to you again. Thank you. That was Michael Hawley, author of the new Brady Belichick book. Up next, Hall of Fame candidate Brian Dawkins. This Do is you the owe the IRS more than ten thousand in personal or business taxes, and you can't afford to pay? You have the right to tax representation. Has the IRS threatened to shut down your business, freeze your bank accounts, take your home, your cars, or garnish your wages? You may qualify for special programs to stop this process. Get tax representation. Call the Tax Help Hotline at 800-295-1152. That's 800-295-1152. Within twenty-four hours, the threats will stop. Just call 800-295-1152. 
you like painting and saving, ask Sherwin-Williams and save 40% on paints and stains during our four-day super sale, October 14th through the 17th. With 40% off our exceptional paints and stains, you can give your whole home a color makeover. But hurry, these savings are so super, they won't be around for long. Find your nearest store at SherwinWilliams.com sale. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Recently, mortgage rates have dropped to the second lowest level in history. The rate today on a 30-year fixed rate mortgage is all the way down to 3.5%, APR 3.57%. It's a great time to refinance with Quicken Loans and save hundreds every month. So lock in this ultra-low rate before it goes back up. Call 800-QUICKEN. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumeraccess.org, number 3030. All right, you have a great business, but your website, not so much. Let's change that. Introducing Wix ADI, artificial design intelligence that creates a stunning website for you with all the things you need to look amazing online. Images, videos, and professional text, giving you more time to focus on what really matters, your great business. Go to Wix.com. Create your stunning website today. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were. The Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. You know something? You probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. We've been talking for weeks about the Hall of Fame's preliminary list of 94 candidates for the class of 2017. And our next guest just happens to be one of those 94. I'm talking, of course, a former safety Brian Dawkins, who is eligible for Canton for the first time and not only is an early favorite to make the first cut to 25, but also an early favorite to make the cut to 15 finalists. Reason? Well, the best safeties on the planet. He's a nine-time Pro Bowl choice, a six-time All-Pro, member of the 2000s All-Decade team, and a member of the Eagles' 75th anniversary team. Brian now is a football operations executive with the Eagles. And today, well, today he's with us. Brian, thanks for joining us. No, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Hey, Brian, you are, as I said, up for the Hall of Fame for the first time. If you had to stand in front of the voters, and there are 48 of them, stand in front of the three of us and 45 others tomorrow and tell us why you belong, what would you tell us? Wow, um, that's, <laughs> that's one of the hardest questions because uh, I'm, I'm somebody, I'm very, uh, I guess, humble when it comes to me telling you how good I am. I like to show you more than I like to tell you when I played. But you know what? I, I think... First of all, it's a blessing to have this opportunity in the first place. You know, growing up in Jacksonville, Florida, I never thought that this would be a day that I would have conversations with anybody from any Hall of Fame, let alone a football Hall of Fame, talking about the possibilities of me getting in, in, into it. Um, I, I think if, if I had to say anything, um, it would be the fact that, you know, we as football players aren't made equal. Obviously, that's why there's a Hall of Fame. But even the guys in the Hall of Fame, do different things to give their teams advantages or help their teams win. And, you know, what I tried to do is I tried my best to be a stat stuffer. I didn't want to just be good in one area. Um, I wanted to make sure that in every area on the football field that I can help my team win, 
that I was going to do it. So if, if that meant getting interceptions, I would do that. If that means getting sacks, I could do that. And the way Jim, Jim Johnson used me, the late great Jim Johnson used me, you know, he allowed me to do even more things. So um, I considered myself to be a contact safety. And so that's why my fumble, uh, cause fumbles accounts uh, were so high. So if you look at every statistical category, I'm going to have something in it of significance, in my opinion, because, once again, I did not want to have a one weakness in my game. I wanted every part of my game to be a strength for my team to help us win ball games, And I, and I think I was blessed to do that for uh, 16 years. Brian, safeties get no love from the Hall of Fame selection committee. There are only seven pure safeties with busts. And the last enshrining that actually played was Ken Houston in 1980. That was 37 years ago. This committee hasn't even discussed as finalists the four all-decade safeties of the 1980s. What are the voters missing at the safety position? Well, I think what has happened, in my opinion, is we've the safety position has been typecast. That the only way that you can have an impact on the field is to get interceptions. And I'm here to tell you 100% that that is 100% wrong, um, especially the way that, you know, and I believe Jim Johnson was one of the individuals that started this off the way that he used me. Because of the um, offenses that we were presented, the safety had to be able to do more than just intercept the ball. And so him using me in all the different ways um, actually presented a different, a different weapon so to speak, for offenses to try to contend with. That's one of the reasons the weapon next name came into existence. Um, it's because he used me in so many different facets, so many different ways. And so if I'm blitzing on one play, I was getting sacks. If I'm, you know, um, dropping deep in coverage, I'm getting interceptions. And then, you know, coming up making big hits, when it, that's called for calls and fumbles. So if you just look at the safety position as someone – that the only thing that he can do is just stay in the back and he's the last line of defense and he's going to pick up an interception or two and he's, you know, hopefully a good and open field tackle, then you're missing the boat, especially with these guys um, in, in, this, uh, in this century. Well, you know, Brian, we had uh, Eric Dickerson on here a little bit ago and, and he was talking about uh, first-time eligible uh, Hall of Famers that never was something that he thought much about or thought mattered much. I tend to agree with him. My colleagues uh, seem to think it's uh, more significant than, than I do. What do you think about this whole idea of first ballot Hall of Famer as opposed to you know, third ballot Hall of Famer like Mike Haynes or you know, 25th ballot Hall of Famer like some guys? Does it make any difference to you? We just so happen to live in a society that we, we put number counts on everything. <laughs> top 10 this, you know, top 5 that. So th- that's, that's going to happen. But for me, and, and I'm, I'm being 100% honest when I say this, it's, I, I never thought I was going to be at this place. I never dreamed that I was going to be in the Hall of Fame. I, I didn't. It was, not, it was not something on my list of, a, of goals to accomplish as it, when I got a chance to play in the National Football League. I just wanted to get in, first of all, get vested if I could. And then and here I am year after year piling up a couple of years and then you know putting up numbers at the same time. And then towards the end of my career, everybody keeps saying that you could potentially go in the Hall of Fame. So that's when it dawned upon me that I could potentially be in it. So um, if I have a chance to get into the Hall of Fame, it's going to be a tremendous honor for me, my, my family, um, the high school that I went to, the college, um, the Eagles fans, you know, th- that will give them something to celebrate. Once again, we can, we can have a great time together uh, after, that, uh, after, that, after that dinner and after the, um, after the speech. 
So, you know, I'm just excited to have the opportunity to be in this, to be honest with you. I, I really am. Hey, Brian, and, and we're speaking with Hall of Fame candidate and now football operations executive, Brian Dawkins of the Philadelphia Eagles on the Talk of Fame Network. And you can find us at talkoffamenetwork.com. And, Brian, if you had to show the Hall one play or one game that best exemplifies who you were as a player, what would it be? Wow, it's not even a question. It would be the Dallas game, my last game here as an Eagle. And I tell, I tell people this all the time who ask me, um, you know, Brian Dawkins, what is your play? If you had to make a play, if you had a dream play, what would it be? There would be guys that would play my position, the safety position or the cornerback position, to say something to the effect of getting the interception, um, last drive, me scoring a touchdown, causing us to win the game. That would be awesome, but really mine, my, my, my favorite play is for me to make a big hit, that guy fumble, and my teammate picks the ball up and him score. And we can, I can go run down there and celebrate with him. That's, that's, that, that's always been my dream plays, and I just so happened to do that twice in one game, in, in the Dallas game, in the blowout. We blew them out. I was able to do that, and I think Chris Clemens picked one up, and he ran for like 70 yards, and the second one was Ocelio uh, um, Hansen picked one up, and I think he went for like 70-something yards. So that, to me, was like I couldn't have written it any better. That was my last game here in Philadelphia as far as a home game, and then we whooped Dallas, <laughs> and then I just so happened to uh, do those two things once again to allow my teammates to have success with me. Brian, we got about a minute left here. You were on Eagles teams that went to four consecutive conference title games and five in eight seasons. Does it haunt you that you never won a Super Bowl? It, it, it always haunts you. I mean, if you're a competitor, if you hate to lose, that'll, that'll always be something that, uh, that, that'll haunt you because we never, we never um, capitalize on the personnel, the coaching, and, and all, and the, the, the things that we did throughout the season to get those chances in the playoffs. But I'm also I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a glass half full type of guy. So I look at the positives. I look at all the things that we did, the things that we accomplished, the, the joy we brought this city year in and year out. And, you know, this, this, this city had hope every year. Matter of fact, it wasn't just hope. There were expectations. We had expectations put on us every year. And every year we rose to the occasion to go deep into the playoffs, not just getting kicked out in the first round, get deep into the playoffs. We just so happened to didn't we didn't um, we didn't close the the, the, the chapter and win win a Super Bowl. So prayerfully, I'll be able to do that as, as an executive. Hey Brian, unfortunately for us, we've got to close this chapter. We're out of time, but thanks so much for joining us, and best of luck with your Hall of Fame candidacy. Thank you, thank you. That was former safety Brian Dawkins, and guys. How do you like his chances of making it to Canton on his first try, Goose? Well, this committee doesn't like safety, so I say he's a long shot first ballot. Ronnie? Yeah, I just I, I think he's deserving, you know, but I just think that the combination of the position, the fact he didn't win a championship, you know, all the things we've talked about before are going to conspire against him. He's deserving, but I think he's going to have to wait a while. Well, best of luck to Brian. I don't think he's going to need it, but uh, former Eagles wide receiver Harold Carmichael will, and you're going to hear why when we return after this. Do you owe the IRS more than 10000 in personal or business taxes and you can't afford to pay? You have the right to tax representation. Has the IRS threatened to shut down your business, freeze your bank accounts, take your home, your cars, or garnish your wages? You may qualify for special programs to stop this process. Get tax representation. Call the Tax Help Hotline at 800-295-1152. That's 800-295-1152. Within 24 hours, the threats will stop. Just call 800-295-1152. 
Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. If you like painting and saving, ask Sherwin-Williams and save 40% on paints and stains during our four-day super sale, October 14th through the 17th. With 40% off our exceptional paints and stains, you can give your whole home a color makeover. But hurry, these savings are so super, they won't be around for long. Find your nearest store at SherwinWilliams.com slash sale. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges. Cannot play with them. Rick Gosselin. Cannot win with them. And Clark Judge. Cannot coach with them. Can't do it. I want winners. Well, we lost one of the all-time originals and a winner last week when San Diego Chargers minority owner George Pernicano died at the age of 98. I, I knew George when I covered the Chargers, and he never, ever was more at home than he was with a friend or a cigar or both. I mean, one of my favorite memories, guys, was going to his restaurant. which was called Casa de Buffy in Hillcrest, where I lived, and on Monday nights. Um, and it was long after that place had closed down, and he would have... Me and Hall of Fame voter Nick Canepa, who's been on the show before, uh, over uh, to watch Monday Night Football on a small TV with rabbit ears, and he would cook us dinner, and we had the time of our life. It was great. And, and Goose, you probably remember, we also had some of those AFC West writers tour dinners over yes, there. Do you, do you remember them? Very much so. The best pork chops on the West oh, Coast. Tremendous. Um, Ron, I'm sure you knew Georgie. Uh, you have a favorite Oh, sure. Story? Sure, you know, my, I always love to kid him about Al Davis. He was always be chuckling about Al, you know. But <laughs> of all my memories of, of him, you know, and seeing him so many times when I was covering the Raiders, but the thing I remember the most was Super Bowl uh, 37, I think it was, in San Diego when he opened the restaurant up for a bunch of us and yeah. uh, was blessed to be one of those people. Uh, and he, same thing, cooked this tremendous uh, meal for us. The restaurant had been closed for years. You'd think it would, you know, you think Brady came back after a layoff? I mean, what a meal and what a night. I mean, it was just the, it was the best meal of the week and the best night uh, I've had in the Super Bowl in a long, long time. George is a tremendous guy. Tremendous guy. And, and as I said, we, we all lost a great friend and really a true San Diego landmark, I'd say, with, with the passing of George Pernicano, a.k.a. the Road Warrior, which is what like. Nick and I used to call him. He was, <laughs> if you go on road the road, warrior. you come in at night, he's always there in the lobby to meet you. He was, the, he was one of a kind. Um, <laughs> Anyway, Georgie, was, uh, he was to work, you know, one of a kind, as I said in the original. Um, former receiver Harold Carmichael, I like that segue, Ron, he was also one of a kind, um, <laughs> mostly because he stood six feet, eight inches tall. 
but he was more than a tall receiver. He was a really good one. And this is our State Your Case segment, and I'm going to state Harold Carmichael's case. He was not only a good receiver. (laughs) He was so good. He was an all-decade choice. And there are only two receivers, as Goose knows, from the all-decade teams, the 1970s, 80s, and 90s, not in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. One is Drew Pearson, friend of the show, whom we've had on here before, and the other is his all-decade backup, Harold Carmichael. In fact, they're the only two members of that 1970s all-decade offense, the only two, not in Canton, and and don't ask me why. I I know we've had Drew on this program before, as I said. He doesn't get it. I I don't get it either. Uh, Harold Carmichael led the league in catches and yards receiving in 1973, third in yards in 78, and second in receiving touchdowns in 79. Uh, You say, well, what about the rings? What about championship? He got to a Super Bowl. He didn't win it, but he got to a Super Bowl in 1980, the same year, he set a record for most consecutive games. That was 127 with a catch. It was the record then. And he finished with 79 touchdowns or 13.6% of his catches. And I know what you're saying. So what? Well, so the only receiver from the 1960s all-decade team who's in the hall, and that'd be Charlie Taylor of Washington, he had touchdowns on 12.2% of his catches. And he produced 1,000 yards in receptions only once. Harold Carmichael did it three times. Charlie Taylor also led the league in catches twice, but he never led it in yards, and Harold Carmichael did. Uh, Pro Football Focus recently compared Harold Carmichael um, to some other players, and uh, players in different eras. They compared him to Fred Belindikoff, Larry Fitzgerald, among others, John Stallworth's in there. Well, Fred Belindikoff and John Stallworth are in the hall, and Larry Fitzgerald is going to be in there someday. But Harold Carmichael, he can't even get a sniff as a Hall of Fame semifinalist. Not a finalist, a semifinalist. You know what, Goose? That's wrong. You know, Clark, the, the game's evolved, and with the attrition of the newspaper industry, the selection committee has become younger. That said, will we ever see another receiver enshrined in the Hall of Fame with fewer than 1,000 career catches? Well, that's a good question, and I would say just looking at this list, the answer is yes. Randy Moss. He's 15th on the list with 982, and it's funny. I, I thought he had more, but 982. Mm-hmm. He, he's going to be a candidate in 2018, and my guess is, He's going to be an inductee someday, too. Now, another guy I think who should make it, we've talked about him here before, is tight end Antonio Gates. He has 854 catches and counting, of course. Um, but that may be it. It's a good question. As I said, Goose, because Steve Smith, he doesn't have 1,000 catches, but he should after this season, and he's borderline. Tory Holt, who is a candidate, has 920, but it's going to be a tough time for him getting in. So um, it, it's, it's going to be tough, but I do think there are a couple. That's the well, there's the whistle. We're closing in on halftime. So let's get to the two-minute drill. And I'm asking this week's questions with Rick and Ron answering and Derek Burns, our producer, running the clock. So, guys, let's get started. Which is worse, San Diego in the fourth quarter or Rutgers in any quarter? San Diego is heaven on earth. New Jersey is not. <laughs> Rutgers in any quarter. But if Mike McCoy takes over Rutgers, they could be right there at the bottom of the bell. True or false? There will be, as Jim Mercer predicted, an NFL team in London in 2025. If Jimmy says it, I assume the London Colts will be a reality by then. <laughs> like many things Jimmy says, uh, false and somewhat wayward from reality. <laughs> what are you saying, Ron? Hey, where is Ryan Tannehill next year? Sitting in the stands with Johnny Football at Texas A&M games. <laughs> Wrong. On the ground, just like he is this season. Why is it taking Jared Goff so long to get on the field? Because the Rams may realize they took the wrong guy with the first pick once he gets the field, but comparisons begin with Carson Wentz. Jeff Fisher has a plan, and he's sticking with it. Good for him. What's the rush? 
The first guy left off the 2017 Hall of Fame ballot that you would add in 2018 is? Leroy Glover. I'd give him a pass to the final 15. He's deserving. Ooh. Everson Walls. Who's better than him? When Hillary Clinton called out the basket of deplorables, guys, was she referring to A, Trump supporters, B, the AFC South, C, the NFC South, or D, the Texas Rangers and Boston Red Sox? The South anything just about covers it. <laughs> I would say two things. The AFC South and any show other than ours. <laughs> I like it. Hey, Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg calls it dumb and disrespectful. Was she talking about Colin Kaepernick taking a knee during the national anthem or Roger Goodell's suspension of Tom Brady? If Kaepernick was exercising free speech, Goodell exercised his powers as commissioner, so it must be Kaepernick. She had no opinion on Tom Brady, but certainly she has one on Kaepernick and anthem kneelers around the world. No wonder she and Scalia used to eat spaghetti together. <laughs> Who returns first, Tony Romo or Tiger Woods? Romo. If he doesn't get back soon, he may join Tiger on the golf course. Neither. I hope it's Tony Soprano. <laughs> Are the Cleveland Browns cursed? Certainly. They haven't been the same since they fired Hall of Fame coach Paul Brown. I can't say they're cursed, but as I said earlier, they're odorous. What's next for Mark Dressman? Back to Canada he goes. I would say unemployment insurance. How many times can one man get fired and keep finding work? That is the end of our first hour, but don't go anywhere. When we return, we'll have Rick and Ron with another of our weekly debates. I think this one's a town hall format. And we're also going to have former tight end Jimmy Giles. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. If you like painting and saving, ask Sherwin-Williams and save 40% on paints and stains during our four-day super sale, October 14th through the 17th. With 40% off our exceptional paints and stains, you can give your whole home a color makeover. But hurry, these savings are so super, they won't be around for long. Find your nearest store at SherwinWilliams.com slash sale. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Recently, mortgage rates have dropped to the second lowest level in history. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is all the way down to 3.5%, APR 3.57%. It's a great time to refinance with Quicken Loans and save hundreds every month. So lock in this ultra-low rate before it goes back up. Call 800-QUICKEN. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. All right, you have a great business, but your website, not so much. Let's change that. Introducing Wix ADI, artificial design intelligence that creates a stunning website for you with all the things you need to look amazing online. Images, videos, and professional text, giving you more time to focus on what really matters, your great business. Go to Wix.com. Create your stunning website today. 
This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. What the hell are we waiting on? Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges. Do you want it or not? Rick Gosselin. Do you understand there's a price to pay? And Clark Judge. Can we have fun? You're damn right. I demand that we have fun. Now let's go get some snacks. And welcome back to the second hour of the Talk of Fame Network. That, of course, was Rex Ryan, but uh, we're coming to you from the Renai studio. We're going to be hearing from tight end, or former tight end, Jimmy Giles, a little later in the show as our Hall of Fame Outsiders series continues. And, and Goose, tell you what, when we do these things, it, it, it's amazing to me the number of guys who have fallen through the cracks. And I, I mean guys who are simply so forgotten that they're left off the ballot like Jimmy has been. Forget about getting into Ken. They're just left off the ballot. Yeah, Clark, here's all you need to know. There are 109 members of the NFL All-Decade teams currently eligible for the Hall of Fame. 97 of them have never been discussed as finalists. And I'd say there's probably another 40 to 50 candidates who didn't make All-Decade teams but are very deserving of discussion. You know, this isn't matter a matter of a few players falling through the cracks. This is a landslide. Wow. Did you say 109 All-Decade players? And only 12 have been discussed. Wow. And so, I mean, this is bad news for the senior candidates. All those guys who are sitting there waiting, it's just getting more and more. I've been talking about that. It is, it, the senior thing, it's, you can't win. There, you walk oh, out yeah. feeling so bad about oh. the guys, you say, you can't do it this year. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah, oh, it's, I, very, anyway. it's very hard because you, you sit there and you say, yeah, okay, well, you got to put in, you know, we got to bring this guy forward. Uh, and then you're sort of sitting there looking at each other and say, yeah, well, what about bringing this guy forward? Yeah. And, uh, what about bringing this guy forward? And obviously, you can't do it. And, uh, it's, uh, you never leave that room feeling particularly good. You feel good no. for the person or, or two people that you bring out, but it, in general, you kind of go, man, this was tough. The people we're looking at are all aging. Yeah, that's right. And, and that's, that's when the clock has taken on their careers and their lives. And, and plus, Goose, that some of these guys in the, in the room on the selection committee, they don't remember some of those guys from the 60s and 70s. They don't know who they were because they weren't around. They just didn't see them play. I mean, just mm-hmm. me. These guys are getting buried under an avalanche of all-decade players, and the older guys get forgotten. Anyway... Uh, well, as I mentioned, we will hear what Jimmy Giles has to say about all this a little later in the show. But as we wind down toward our November elections, it's time for another in our series of residential debates. Ron, that's wind down, wind down, not no wind uh, down. Ah, I get it. Okay. I get it. It's all clear well, to me now. There you go. Um, this one's going to be a town hall format where listeners can ask the questions. And Goose, Ron, I don't think I need to remind you the ground rules anymore, but I will for our listeners out there. Uh, each of these guys. Because I'm a law and order guy. I don't forget the rule. Well, yeah, I like that show, too. That's good. Uh, each has 45 seconds to answer a question. Um, Ron's a Dick Wolf guy, apparently. Law and order with his opponent. And then given 30 seconds for rebuttal. And then the original respondent. Can you follow this now, Ron? The original, going back to the original respondent. He now has 20 seconds to close. 20 seconds. 20, yeah. So if they don't abide by the rules, if they pull, let's say, a Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton and keep on trucking, hey, Derek Burns, Derek's our producer, he's going to signal this sound. Okay, you guys got it? Pretty simple. Got okay. it. Here, here we go. All right. Goose, first one comes to you from Sal in Killingworth, Connecticut. I'm a longtime Cowboys fan, and I'm concerned about the future of Tony Romo. Tell me why I or anyone should believe he can quarterback past this year? Because he's on the books for 20, 
four million dollars in 2017, 25 million dollars in 2018, and 23 million in 2019. This is the franchise that makes moves based on money. Just follow the money, and the money leads to Romo. If he retired today, the Cowboys probably have to keep him on the roster for another year or two just to avoid the cap hit. If they committed the cardinal sin of the salary cap era, don't pay age. He got a $100 million contract at the age of 33. Well, that's interesting because, yeah, well, you're right that that's a bit of a dilemma. Uh, I can remember the Patriots in 2001 being in the same sort of circumstance with Drew Bledsoe's $100 million contract, and they found a way to move it out of here and send it to Buffalo. So if Dallas really feels the need to do it, uh, I believe they can. I think the problem there is more blindness. You know, love is blind, and Jerry Jones is in love, apparently. Uh, he'd rather lose with Tony Romo, I guess, than, than win with uh, a, a young quarterback who doesn't make the big mistake. I don't understand it. I, can understand, I can understand loyalty if loyalty is, is, uh, has a Super Bowl ring. Tony Romo's never been to a conference title game, much less a Super Bowl. It's time to move on. What is he, one in three in the playoffs, Ghost? Yeah. This next one here, this this one's for Ron. And it comes oh. from Mike. Mike in San Diego, one of your favorite Love places, it. Ron. One of mine, Love too. San Diego. If and when the Chargers fire Mike McCoy as their head coach, oh, good one, who would you hire to replace him and why? Uh, if it was me, I would go hard after uh, David Shaw at Stanford. Uh, he's got NFL experience. He's smart. Uh, he understands offense. I believe he would fully understand how to maximize the great skills that uh, Philip. Rivers is presently wasting uh, in, in San Diego. He's a fresh face, frankly, in a stale place. Uh, and, and I think they need his enthusiasm. They need a young guy. Uh, they need an offensive guy, I, I believe. Because they have to find a way. Look, they've got a, in my mind, they've got a borderline great quarterback there. And not very many teams do. And if you've got one, you're halfway home. Yet they play like, guess who, Clark? The odorous Cleveland Browns. I mean, it is unbelievable the leads they blow. So El get Rongo, a smart guy. Ron. El Rongo. <laughs> Here we Think go, Mr. Defense. defense. Oh, Think please. defense. Bill yeah, Belichick, yeah, yeah. Tony Dungy, Pete Carroll, Bill Cower, now Mike Zimmer. Give me a coach who knows how to stop people, and I'll give you a team that can contend for Super Bowls. If you want to sell tickets and entertain all your friends in the owner's suite every Sunday and entertain Ron Borges, hire an offensive-minded head coach. <laughs> but if you want to win championships, go defense. You know, actually, Goose, this may surprise you, but this is a business. Selling tickets is of some significance, especially in San Diego where, you know, they don't even have a home here, it doesn't look like. They better do something to please the populace. Uh, and winning 3-2, to two, your favorite score, if it's not 2 to nothing, uh, is not going to do it. <laughs> you know, it is a business, business, as they say in Texas, business. We got to move on to more business here. It's back to you, Goose. And this one comes from Billy in New York City. You know, I know this guy. He used to call into the show. Do you remember him? The great laugh. Billy anyway. Joel. Uh, yeah, well, not Billy Joel, but I remember Billy. Anyway, he wants to know why former Jets tackle Winston Hill isn't in the Hall of Fame and when the senior committee, which you both are part of, will bring his name up for discussion. You know, a strong argument can be made for Hill based simply on the team he played for. The senior committee has been around for 45 years, and we've nominated 56 candidates. Only four of the 26 established franchises have never had a candidate. Chargers, Colts, Jets, and Oilers. We've had eight Lions, six Browns, five Packers, but no Colts, Jets. Mike Curtis would be my candidate from the Colts, and Winston Hill, certainly my candidate for the Jets. There's a spirit of fair play that needs to come into play here, and a spirit of fair play demands that Hill's case be heard. The sooner, the better. Well, I agree with you. As you know, Goose, Bill Parcells has told us both, uh, and tell anybody else to listen, Winston Hill is, is one of these 
Hall of Fame players who's been ignored or forgotten or whatever. I think he was a victim of what I call AFL bias, as was Johnny Robinson and a number of other great AFL players. You know, when the merger came, it was a 12-8 vote in the Hall of Fame committee. You hate to say this, uh, but the fact of the matter is, it's true. And so a lot of these guys who uh, played a lot of time on traditional sort of AFL teams uh, back in the day didn't get a fair shake, and, and he's one of them. Ron, anytime you agree with me, you're showing your intelligence. No, oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> let me re, let me re, let me rethink my position. Hey, Ron, here's another yes. chance for you to show your intelligence. Uh-oh. Another Hall of Fame question, and it comes from Pat in Kenilworth, Illinois. I can't believe Jerry Kramer is not in the Hall of Fame, and like other Packers fans, I thought he'd make it for the class of 2017. So tell me. What is it going to take for Jerry Kramer to get into Canton, and where do you stand on his candidacy? Well, as you guys know, I stand tall in the corner of Jerry Kramer, but uh, uh, it appears to me that heart attacks will be required for him to, for him to get in the Hall of Fame. I don't get it. I haven't gotten there for a long time. I don't know how you make the 50th anniversary team as the only guard on the team. You're the best guard supposedly in the Hall of Fame's opinion in the first 50 years of the game, but you're not in the Hall of Fame. It's kind of ridiculous. When you think of, this, of the Packers, what do you think of? Power sweep, Jerry Kramer. Uh, ice bowl, Jerry Kramer. Can you put 12 players off one team plus a coach in a Hall of Fame? You know, if, if there was that much of an imbalance of talent, shouldn't the Packers have won seven consecutive titles instead of five? I agree. Throw years? Lombardi. <laughs> I thought this was my time. <laughs> I just I just Donald trumped you. I, I, unbelievable. Uh, I, I think they've drawn the line here at 11, and I think uh, Jerry Kramer is unfortunately on the other side of that line. Quick close, Ron. This is where we need. Uh, this is where we need President Obama. When he drew a line in the sand, it disappeared as soon as the wind blew. <laughs> <laughs> you're right about that. The red line, it's gone. You're it's right, missing. Right. Red line in the sand. Hey, gentlemen, we want to thank you again and remind you that you have another in our series of residential debates scheduled for next week. In the meantime, we're going to break for commercial. Up next, our Hall of Fame and shame for the first five weeks. This is the Talk of Fame Network. In case you missed it, we're brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer is running slowly, just go to MyCleanPC.com for a diagnosis. In just minutes, you can activate MyCleanComputer software to clean out what's slowing down your computer. That's MyCleanPC.com. Welcome to GEICO's Motorcycle Meanderings. Oh, man, this is great. I sure saved a lot of money by switching to GEICO. I scored some big savings, and now I can use their mobile app 24-7 for all sorts of stuff. Life just makes sense now. What doesn't make sense is if a highway splits, it's a fork in the road. Then wouldn't the long straight stretch be a knife in the road? And then wouldn't a cul-de-sac be a spoon in the road? What would a spork be? Geico Motorcycle. Savings that make sense. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai water heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. This is your brain on drugs. Any questions? Um, yeah, I have questions. Prescription drugs aren't as bad as street drugs, right? Weed's legal, isn't it? Drinking is worse than smoking weed, isn't it? Why is heroin so addictive? Molly just makes you feel happy. I have questions. Mom? Dad, did you ever try drugs? They're going to ask. Be ready. 
Go to drugfree.org. A message from Partnership for Drug-Free Kids. If you like painting and saving, ask Sherwin-Williams and save 40% on paints and stains during our four-day super sale, October 14th through the 17th. With 40% off our exceptional paints and stains, you can give your whole home a color makeover. But hurry, these savings are so super, they won't be around for long. Find your nearest store at sherwinwilliams.com slash sale. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Recently, mortgage rates have dropped to the second lowest level in history. The rate today on a 30-year fixed rate mortgage is all the way down to 3.5%, APR 3.57%. It's a great time to refinance with Quicken Loans and save hundreds every month. So lock in this ultra-low rate before it goes back up. Call 800-QUICKEN. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumeraccess.org, number 3030. All right, you have a great business, but your website, not so much. Let's change that. Introducing Wix ADI, artificial design intelligence that creates a stunning website for you with all the things you need to look amazing online images, videos, and professional text, giving you more time to focus on what really matters, your great business. Go to Wix.com. Create your stunning website today. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. Derek Burns. Yes, Clark. Question for you. You know what it means when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? I think it means it'll save you some cash. You are correct, sir. It means you should have gone to geico.com 15 minutes ago to save some cash. So go. Gooseman, this one's for you. Before we go any farther, I want to ask you about this Dallas Cowboys. And yes, it does have to do with Tony Romo. Um, is, is that town more interested now in Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott than it is Romo? I mean... I guess what I'm saying, is it their town? And if it is, which one of those two guys draws the bigger crowd at the next uh, meet-your-favorite-cowboy barbecue at your house? This is a quarterback town and a quarterback team. Roger Staubach and Troy Aikman both won Super Bowls in Dallas, and both are still held in the highest esteem in these parts. So if Dak Prescott can come in here and do something Tony Romo hasn't been able to do, win a Super Bowl, he'll become the toast of the town for a long time. Jeez, I noticed you didn't say anything about it. I don't host a barbecue here, so I guess he does, Ron. He must have favorite barbecue. <laughs> of course he does. Cowboys I see him flipping the burgers. I love those ribs <laughs> yeah. on there. Get Goose in an apron, wings. I guess. I know. Goose, remember so. we did chicken wings in Buffalo? What did we bury that week? About 200 of them each? Oh, my God. Uh, that was the first serving. Yeah, <laughs> that was the first serving. No, I guess it's fair to say, after Goose just mentioned this, that uh, Dak is the real deal. I mean, he's had, what, five games of auditions, and he's, he's passed the test. He's 4-1. and one. So, um, Goose, is he the guy the Cowboys envision? In other words, is, are they getting what they envisioned when they drafted him? Maybe drafted him in, what, the fourth round? Or, or did they simply fall into him? Hey, people, Dak was a default pick. The Cowboys tried to trade up at the end of the first round to select Paxton Lynch and failed. They tried to trade up at the top of the fourth round to select Cart, Cart, Connor Cook and failed. They knew they had to come away with a quarterback in drafts. So they took the seventh best one on their board, Dak Prescott, in the fourth. 
If Romo and his backup Kellen Moore had not suffered August injuries, Prescott would likely have been a game day inactive for the first five weeks of the season. It's safe to say the Cowboys had no idea what they had in Dak when they drafted him. So you tell me they got lucky. They got lucky Whitehead, too. <laughs> He's sharp, Ron. He is on his yeah, game. He's pretty sharp. He's smoking. Dr. Data. He, is, he is smoking. Um, <laughs> well, you know, the thing with drafting, I think, is, is this, guys. If, if you're going to give guys, if you're going to criticize guys for their misses, then to right. some degree you have to give them credit for their hits. Now, if you're hitting in the seventh round or sixth or seventh round with a guy like Tomas Brady, known to Gisele as Tomas, that's different. <laughs> yeah, then that's, you know, that's just you're throwing darts in the wall. Uh, but the first four rounds or so, I mean, I think it's reasonable to say they knew there, there, there's something there with those kinds of players. And look, guy keeps playing like this. No one's going to care what round he was drafted on unless these nitwits sit him down, which it sounds like Bruce's pals are ready to do. You need to talk to those Jones guys. I thought he was a friend of yours. He's a friend of the show. I've tried. He is a friend of the show. He loves you, the show. You won't hear this very often, Ron, but I agree with you on that. Um, credit for the hits? Absolutely. And I agree with you. Ooh, <laughs> like I said, I like you won't hear it very often. Better bank that one away. Derek, you can record that and play it every so often. Um, but, Goose, I mean, I think Ron's right here. I mean, how much credit should Jerry Jones and, and his front office get for making not just Dak Prescott, but two game-changing choices? And they got Prescott and they got Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, one guy makes no mistakes. And the other makes a lot of tacklers look bad. So how much credit should they get? Well, again, this team has had struggles at the draft table, but the um, last few years they put Will McClay in to run the draft board, and they've done a very good job. And I think these two guys in particular feed off each other. You know, The fact that Prescott is so mobile that forces defense to honor the edge, which prevents the ends outside backers from come collapsing in the middle on Elliott. You know, when Romo returns the field, the Cowboys all of a sudden have an immobile quarterback and Elliott will find it a little tougher sledding on the inside. Uh, these guys are like like a uh, hand in a glove. They're, they're, they're together. They're a pair. Okay, well, we, we preface this segment by saying that we would get to our Hall of Fame and shame award winners, and, and we will now. So every so often, as you know, we like to feature the good, the bad, and the, what is it, Ron? The Amos Rifle! Or there is it, the Amish rifle. <laughs> Whatever it is. Love me it's some ugly. Amish rifle. Love that gun. Around here. Love the gun. Yeah, we like, to, we like to feature him around here. And it's that time again. So, Goose, you're living large these days in Big D. Get us started. Okay, let's start with the good. Last week was the first time uh, the rookie-led Cowboys beat a quality opponent in a quality defense. You know, I still have doubts about the Dallas defense. It lacks playmakers in, in the pass rush all too often is invisible. But the best way to protect your defense is to jump out to a 14-0 first quarter lead, a 23-0 halftime lead, and that simplifies things. You can rush the passer and double down the downfield threats. Fans love that, Goose. They love that pick. <laughs> Ron, sure. you're next. Uh, yeah, hey, Ron, I mean, like, you're, like Goose, yes. your team's on top of the division. Yeah, on top of the division. Not talking about the Patriots. I'm talking about the Raiders, for God's sake. So let's hear what you have, and please... Please tell me you're going to queue up that Raiders. Oh. There it is. The theme song. To ah. Wow. Pack Ron By Brahms. <laughs> Beethoven. Roll over Beethoven. Tell the Raiders the news. Uh, look, I mean, they're, 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 they're <laughs> just win, baby, as somebody once said. Uh, uh, look, they've been working on this for years, and finally Reggie McKenzie's plan uh, is, is paying off. Now, I have to give Mark Davis, Al's son, credit in that unlike a lot of owners, he didn't you know, turn around and fire everybody every two years when things were not uh, going well. Uh, he let them play out his plan. They had a terrible cap situation. It took some time to get out of that. 
Uh, and then they started getting some good players in place. They have the key thing, which is a quarterback in place. And they have the other key thing, I believe, uh, which is a coach in Jack Del Rio, friend of the show, I might add. Defensive coach. Uh, defensive coach. We won't hold that against him. But he, uh, you know, he, he's got them believing in themselves. That's how they win close games like they did uh, last weekend. And I also think their defense is young and better than people think. Not great yet. They have a couple of playmakers on that uh, on that defense, uh, and I think they 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 I think they're going to win the division. I really do. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens when all the smoke clears and you have a great defense in Denver, and you have a potentially powerful offense in Oakland. And they have the other key things: the Raiderettes. They do have football's the fabulous females. Hey, Raiderettes um, against the Bronco cheerleaders. There's a battle for the uh, for the ages right there. Well, um, I like it. Yeah, okay. I'll be a judge. I, I will. I, the Bengals cheerleaders, I don't think they're going to make it, but I want to honor the Bengals anyway. They're my candidates for the Hall of Shame. And unfortunately, it's about three months early. Normally, I reserve this space, I guess, for Cincinnati in January. But guys, the way they're playing now, I'm not sure they make it in January. I mean, Goose, yeah, they're that bad. I don't blame these people for booing. Goose, you saw them in Dallas. There were two words, I think, to describe what happened there. P. You. Jeremy yeah, Hill's right. It's time to put up or shut up. And you know one problem, Goose? You play New England next. Uh-oh. Yeah, the problem with the Bengals is the offensive line. They, they can't run the ball and they can't protect Andy Dalton. He's been sacked 18 times already this season, second most in the NFL. You know, when they play the New Englands and Pittsburghs, the Bengals are going to need to run the ball, control the clock, and limit the defensive exposure to Tom Brady and Ben Roethlisberger. But, to quote Martha Reeves and the Vandellas, the Bengals have... Nowhere to run. So good luck those two Sundays. <laughs> Gooseman, bring in the heat. Bring in the heat. I like it. I like it. Pretty good. Uh, well, now here's the interesting thing about your, about your Cincinnati Bengalis. As you mentioned, they're coming into Foxborough on Sunday uh, to play a guy against a guy, Tom Brady, Tomas, as you call him, who's 97-15 and 15 at home. 97-15. and 15. You think the Bengalis are going to do anything to alter that uh, record? I find that highly unlikely. I find it highly unlikely, too. I'll tell you what I do find highly likely, Ron. Yes, we're going to break for a commercial because we're out of time. But you know what? We're not out of guess. We have former tight end Jimmy Giles with us, and he's coming up next. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. If you like painting and saving... Ask Sherwin-Williams and save 40% on paints and stains during our four-day super sale, October 14th through the 17th. With 40% off our exceptional paints and stains, you can give your whole home a color makeover. But hurry, these savings are so super, they won't be around for long. Find your nearest store at sherwinwilliams.com sale. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai Water Heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. This is your brain on drugs. Any questions? 
Um, yeah, I have questions. Prescription drugs aren't as bad as street drugs, right? Weed's legal, isn't it? Drinking is worse than smoking weed. Isn't it? Why is heroin I so addictive? Molly just makes you feel happy. I have questions. Mom? Dad, did you ever try drugs? They're going to ask. Be ready. Go to drugfree.org. A message from Partnership for Drug-Free Kids. I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Recently, mortgage rates have dropped to the second lowest level in history. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is all the way down to 3.5%, APR 3.57%. It's a great time to refinance with Quicken Loans and save hundreds every month. So lock in this ultra-low rate before it goes back up. Call 800-QUICKEN. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS consumers. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then retire. Get out. Hey, Ron Borges. Yo. You know what it means when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? means if you called 15 minutes ago, you'd be a wealthy young man, wouldn't you? Yeah, you're a smart man, Ron. You should be doing that. Go 15 minutes ago. Join Ron. Just go there and save some money. Hey, listen, our, our, our next guest, Jimmy Giles, he spent 13 seasons playing tight end in the NFL, and he did it very well during an era when players at that position were expected to block as well as catch passes. He went to four Pro Bowls with the Tampa Bay Bucks. And they thought so much of him, they enshrined him in their ring of honor in 2011. One group, however, that really hasn't followed is our group, the Pro Football Hall of Fame Selection Committee. Jimmy's never been a semifinalist, much less a finalist, and did not appear on the list of 94 preliminary candidates for the class of 2017. Nevertheless, he's appearing with us today. And Jimmy, thanks for being here. Well, guys, I want to tell you, it is truly an honor uh, to be with y'all and have the opportunity to just at least shine a little bit of exposure on the possibilities. And I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much. Jimmy, players have a 25-year window of eligibility as modern-era candidates before they're moved into the senior pool. This is your 23rd year of eligibility. Does it surprise you that after 23 years, your candidacy has never, ever been discussed? Well, Rick, I I really... uh, don't know how to answer that question because when I started in professional football, I had no idea or let on thought about the Hall of Fame. All I knew that I wanted to be the best tight end that ever played the game. And I was so fortunate to start with Houston, with the Houston Oilers, because I had two great coaches, actually three coaches that not only cared about me as a football player, but they cared about me as an individual. And that those guys are Bum Phillips, King Hill, and most of all, Joe Bugle, because Joe Bugle taught me how to block in professional football, which I took tremendous pride in. So that was my thought process. I knew I could run. I knew I could catch the football, but I wanted to know how to block. And those men took time and effort with me and – they gave me the opportunity to, to do that, so much so that I came in as a third-round draft pick, and my intent was to start, and I did. So when you look at it from that perspective, you have to get exposure when people don't know about you. I, I think there are a lot of unfortunate things happened to me in that sense because I was traded to Tampa Bay, 
<laughs> and of course, that time we we were the butt of, butt of a lot of jokes, and we didn't get the exposure. So I think one of the things is is the key is getting the exposure, and I think the other uh, Rick, to be honest with you, is being from a, a HBCU at that time as a small black college, we didn't get a lot of recognition, but we had a lot of good athletes out there that was already in the professional ranks. And, um, you know, you just have to get that exposure to be considered. Yeah, you were the only the fourth player ever drafted from Elkhorn. Wow. But I do know we had a number of players that were free agents and had an opportunity to play in there because a guy that I played against who was a tremendous uh, athlete was Lawrence Pillars, and he was there after me, and he has two Super Bowl rings to show it, and he don't ever let me forget it. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know, Jimmy, this is just to make you uh, make life a little more difficult for you. <laughs> there are only eight. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> uh, yeah, there are only eight tight ends enshrined, and one of them, Charlie Sanders, had to wait 25 years to get in as a senior candidate. And John Mackey, who some guys think uh, is the best ever, it took him 15 years to get in. What do you think it is that voters are missing about the tight end position? Well, I, I think they had never really encountered anybody like, um, of course, Mike Mike Dicker, he was the first. But when you look at a guy like John Mackey, I mean, he, he kind of changed the game a little bit. And he was a pretty doggone good blocker himself. In fact, I told you about Joe Bugle. One thing that we used to do because I had the mindset that I wanted to be the best and I didn't want to go back to Mississippi with any excuses whatsoever. So I used to study films on those guys. And whatever flaw that I saw in what they were doing, I wanted to correct it. So when they did start putting those guys in, obviously, I mean, it was in my mind that someday I would get there but that was long after my career had excelled in the National Football League. And just, I think most of the writers just didn't think there were there was enough glamour in the position. But there was a lot of brute strength and force, force in it when Dicker and Sanders and, of course, John Mackey played. So at some point, you have to consider it. But truth be told, there are a lot of tight ends in the league and you just got to make your own path and excel in it. And those are the guys that excel. And the guys that get consideration are the guys that excel above, above and beyond. We're speaking with former tight end Jimmy Giles on the Talk of Fame Network. And you can find us at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at talkoffame.net. And, Jimmy, this is the part of the interview where these guys tell me to go for the jugular, so I'm going to do it. Straight question. You consider yourself a Hall of Famer? Hmm. <laughs> Well, let me let me put it this way. It's, it, that really is a simple question for me when you look at it from that perspective because since I've retired from the National Football League, I've had a number of Hall of Fame players asking me if and when I thought I was going to be in the, in the Hall of Fame. Now, if those guys think enough about me to ask me that or to say that I should be there, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I shouldn't be because I looked up, if you could strive to be the best player, if those are some of the parameters of being a Hall of Famer, and you strive every day to make your team better, you 
listen to the coaches and try to do what they say within the framework of your position, then, of course, I think I should be there. And I've had a lot of good guys that are in print saying that they thought that I should be in the uh, NFL Hall of Fame. More so that, importantly, when you have teams that game plan to stop one individual, you got to think that he should have a shot or should be looked at. And from the information you guys have told me, I've never been looked at from that perspective. I know I've talked to Dan Hampton, Richard Dent, and those guys told me that their whole game plan was to stop Jimmy Giles and you stop the Bucks because I worked to beat them. And I had some tremendous games against them. And I can tell you a little quick story. Sure. <laughs> we, were in the, we were in the Pro Bowl the year that the 85 Bears were, I mean, they were just above and beyond uh, what football teams were all about. Never will forget this, guys. We were playing them, and they were in Tampa. And Otis Wilson, they were put, he and uh, Marshall were playing the 46 defense. And of course, you had Doug playing behind them covering me. Triple coverage now. Otis looked at me because I got my knee hurt the year before. Otis said, Giles, you should just retire, man. You're too old. <laughs> man, what did he say that for? <laughs> we hey, should have beat them. But it was about seven or eight catches later and two touchdowns and 100 and some yards. He came over to me and said, man, you're everything buddy Brian say about you. You're awesome, man. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Jimmy, you are awesome. And you know what? Unfortunately, we've got to run. But uh, thanks so much for the time. And I'd say good luck with your Hall of Fame candidacy, except we have to get you on the ballot first. So good luck with that. And thanks again for being here. Well, guys, it's certainly a pleasure to be with you. And hopefully you can shed a little bit of light on this thing. And I do appreciate it. You got it. Thanks, thanks Jimmy. Jimmy. That was former tight end Jimmy Giles. When we return, we'll wheel out our Game Changers of the Week. In case you missed it, we're brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer is running slowly, just go to MyCleanPC.com for a diagnosis. In just minutes, you can activate MyCleanComputer software to clean out what's slowing down your computer. That's MyCleanPC.com. Talk of Fame Network is also brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to Geico.com. If you like painting and saving... Ask Sherwin-Williams and save 40% on paints and stains during our four-day super sale, October 14th through the 17th. With 40% off our exceptional paints and stains, you can give your whole home a color makeover. But hurry, these savings are so super, they won't be around for long. Find your nearest store at sherwinwilliams.com sale. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Go from tank to tankless. Make the right play by choosing Renai Tankless Water Heaters. Get yourself out of hot water at home by choosing the best water heating solution available. Why don't you tell us about the last time you were in hot water with your significant other? Visit GetHotWater.com to submit your story for a chance to be a part of our weekly giveaway for football tickets. Grand prize winners will have a chance to win a pair of playoff tickets and a Renai Water Heater. Visit Renai.us for more information about their innovative products. I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Recently, mortgage rates have dropped to the second lowest level in history. 
The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is all the way down to 3.5%, APR 3.57%. It's a great time to refinance with Quicken Loans and save hundreds every month. So lock in this ultra-low rate before it goes back up. Call 800-QUICKEN. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. All right, you have a great business, but your website, not so much. Let's change that. Introducing Wix ADI, artificial design intelligence that creates a stunning website for you with all the things you need to look amazing online. Images, videos, and professional text, giving you more time to focus on what really matters, your great business. Go to Wix.com. Create your stunning website today. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. Just a reminder, Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, which just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. You know something probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Just thought I'd mention something here, guys. Uh, Colts Frank Gore? Yep. Running back at one of the center of, or the center of our debate last week, he just passed Jim Brown. Yes, Ugh. Jim Brown That's for ninth painful. on the all-time rushing list, and everyone in front of him except for one, LT. That'd be Ladainian Tomlinson in the Hall of Fame, and LT's expected to go in next year. Just saying, just saying. Jim Brown won eight rushing titles. Frank Gore hasn't won any. Just saying. <laughs> Well, just saying, it's time for our weekly Renai Game Changer of the Week Awards. And, Ron, just saying, since you just celebrated the end of Deflategate, you got the first nomination. Well, I'm just saying Tom Brady. Of course. I mean, the guy came back from a month without playing, and he threw for over 400 yards. I think he's one of only two guys 39 years or older to ever do that in NFL history. You know, he was 14 for his first 16 for, I think it was 223 yards and two touchdowns. So... I don't know what to tell you, but uh, just think what happens once he gets some practice in. Practice. Wow. That's Tomas, right? Tomas Brady. Tomas. Tomas. Right. Yeah. Tomas. Uh, hey, Gooseman, you're next. And, and honestly, I put you second here because I, I wanted to give you time to recover from that latest Spartans loss. So Man. if you're they're ready. Gonna, they're going to be playing let's... Central Michigan pretty soon. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> let's hear what you have for your Renai game changer. Eagerly awaiting hockey season. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Jacques Rogers was an afterthought on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers until Monday night signed in September as an insurance policy at running back behind pro bowler Doug Martin. He was given just the sixth start of his six-year NFL career Monday night at Carolina. He carried the ball a career-high 30 times for his first career 100-yard rushing game in place of the injured Martin to lift the Buccaneers to an upset of Ron's defending NFC champions. That, my friends, is a game-changing performance. Agreed, Jacques. I'm going with a simpler name, Goose. Pittsburgh's Ben Roethlisberger, one, because he's thrown nine touchdowns in two weeks. Makes sense. And two, because I have him on my fantasy football team. Uh, look, we all wondered what the Steelers are going to look like when they got Big Ben, Antonio Brown, and Le'Veon Bell on the field at the Pardon. same time. Well, now you know. They beat the last two opponents by a combined score, 74-27. to 27. Congratulations, Big Ben. And you know what is your reward, Ronnie? What's that, you buddy? can mail in some of those Burger King croissant witches that you're going to owe all of us at the end of the year. <laughs> I love it. Well, speaking of Ron, he's back with an audition. A Borges or? Bogus. And this week, I understand, Ronnie, you're going to tell us about Dis and Dak or something like that. 
that. <laughs> anyway, good. let's hear it. Yeah, it was well, good. look, uh, the Dallas Cowboys have had what uh, owner Jerry Jones called this week a wonderful problem. Uh, well, that depends on your perspective and Tony Romo's perspective. The emergence of Dak Prescott as the error-free version 2.0 of Tony Romo has left the Cowboys 4-1 and in Romo's absence and on the horns of a looming dilemma. Like it or not, Gooseman, if things keep going as they have, Dallas has a simmering quarterback controversy in its midst. To say otherwise is simply bogus. According to Jones, it's a, quote, miracle problem to have in my mind, unquote, uh, when asked how he, uh, who would run the offense when Romo comes back. Then, of course, he said it would be Romo. Look, for the short term, it might be a net positive because there's no reason to rush Romo and his battered back into action this season. But if he stays out for an extended period of time and Dallas keeps winning with a kid quarterback who refuses to do what Romo does all the time, which is make the big mistake in the worst moment, what do you do then? Then it's not a miracle problem. It's just a problem they'll need a miracle to resolve. This is not unlike what happened in New England in 2001 when the $100 million quarterback, Drew Bledsoe, went down with a life-threatening injury and appeared lost for the season. On came this untested kid named Brady, and the rest is history. By the end of that season, so was Bledsoe. On to Buffalo. Like the Cowboys find themselves in similar circumstances if Prescott not only keeps winning, but does so without making mistakes normally associated with young quarterbacks? Well, that's hardly bogus to think so. What happened in New England is the locker room split into two factions. Older players with, sided with Bledsoe, believed he should be given his job back. Younger players sided with Brady. And when mid-November came and Bledsoe was again healthy, Bill Belichick made the decision to stick with Brady, quote, for the foreseeable future, unquote. It worked for two reasons. Brady turned out to be the best quarterback of his generation. And Bledsoe, though unhappy, was not a divisive force in the locker room. Had it been otherwise, it could have fractured the team and they don't get to the Super Bowl. So what happens when Romo is declared healthy? If he's not playing, it was determined that it originally it was determined that Prescott is just keeping the seat warm, and he admitted to that himself. But what if he's eight and one, or seven and two, or six and two, whatever it is when the, when they finally say Romo's healthy, and he's still playing at a high level? What then? That'll be up to Tony Romo and Jerry Jones more than the head coach Jason Garrett. The thought that Jason Garrett is another Belichick is well bogus on its face. So forget about his role in all this. He's a bit player. Belichick has always marched to his own drummer in good times and bad. Jason Garrett, he marches to Jerry Jones's tune, and Jones has long seemed to have a love affair with Romo. But Jones also has a love affair with winning and with getting back to the Super Bowl. And right now, Dak Prescott seems to be his best chance to get there. Well, we're marching to that whistle, Ron. That signals we're almost out of time. So let's get to the two-minute drill. And Derek, start that clock. Greg Hardy's given up on the NFL and is turning to MMA. Good career choice? The only career choice. The NFL already gave up on him. Well, Fox's Jay Glazier, who owns an MMA gym and trains MMA fighters, is urging everyone in his sport to avoid him. If Jay's down on you, you are out. <laughs> Why didn't Denver choose Wade Phillips as Gary Kubiak's stand-in? Because the Broncos want Wade so focused on defense, which is carrying a team, let the special teams coach worry about the offense. Exactly. Maybe they think coordinating a defense is a full-time job and coordinating special teams is a part-time job. Brock Osweiler, Lou Brock, or Kelly LeBrock? Former Viking walk-on and WWE champion Brock Lesnar. Oh, good one. Steroid guy. How about Norm Van Brocklin, who still owns a single-game passing career yardage record 60 years after he said it? The Jets and Giants each are in the middle of three-game losing streaks. So who's in bigger trouble? The Jets. Right now, the Giants have twice as many wins. The Jets because they're the Jets. Scarier threat. Creepy Crowns or Andy Dalton in the red zone? By Creepy Clowns, do you mean the Cleveland Browns? Ouch. <laughs> I got something worse than that. Marvin Lewis in headphones. 
<laughs> Jay Cutler or Brian Hoyer? Or it doesn't matter. Spartan or Commodore? Go with the Spartan. Those two guys make Bobby Douglas look like Sid Luckman. President Obama says there will be an American on Mars by 2030. So how soon before the NFL gets there? When Jimmy Ursay says they're going to be there. <laughs> they got to get to London first. Number one Halloween costume this year. Ron Borges, Dr. Data, or Ken Bone? You know, once upon a time, the man of the people was Ron Borges. Then he discovered the Marriott Concierge. Now it's Ken Bone. <laughs> <laughs> Who else but me? <laughs> I'm going to go as a nice guy. I don't even have to wear a costume. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'd like to thank a lot of nice guys here. Hall of Fame candidate Brian Dawkins, Jimmy Giles, and Michael Holly for joining us. Derek Burns for producing us. And you for listening to us. If you would like to hear this or any podcast, just go to our website, that'd be talkoffamenetwork.com, or find us on iTunes or your podcast app. Otherwise, look for us at this time and on this station next week. We'll be here. Hope you will be, too. Talk of Fame Network is also brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. Do you owe the IRS more than 10000 in personal or business taxes and you can't afford to pay? You have the right to tax representation. Has the IRS threatened to shut down your business, freeze your bank accounts, take your home, your cars, or garnish your wages? You may qualify for special programs to stop this process. Get tax representation. Call the Tax Help Hotline at 800-295-1152. That's 800-295-1152. Within 24 hours, the threats will stop. Just call 800-295-1152. If you like painting and saving, ask Sherwin-Williams and save 40% on paints and stains during our four-day super sale, October 14th through the 17th. With 40% off our exceptional paints and stains, you can give your whole home a color makeover. But hurry, these savings are so super, they won't be around for long. Find your nearest store at sherwinwilliams.com sale. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. This is your brain on drugs. Any questions? Um, yeah, I have questions. Prescription drugs aren't as bad as street drugs, right? Weed's legal, isn't it? Drinking is worse than smoking weed. Isn't it? Why is heroin At so addictive? Molly just makes you feel happy. I have questions. Mom? Dad, did you ever try drugs? They're going to ask. Be ready. Go to drugfree.org. A message from Partnership for Drug-Free Kids. I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Recently, mortgage rates have dropped to the second lowest level in history. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is all the way down to 3.5%, APR 3.57%. It's a great time to refinance with Quicken Loans and save hundreds every month. So lock in this ultra-low rate before it goes back up. Call 800-QUICKEN. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumerAccess.org, number 3030.